craft beer friends, and welcome to Season 9, Episode 16 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Well, I'm doing better if I can click the right <laughs> things. There we go. I did it. Okay, All I'm right. doing the thing. Okay, I'm doing great, Denny. Um, it's been a... Uh, long day of packing and shuffling oh. things around in the house but um we're almost there oh good almost yeah. there Mo- moving um, sucks i know yeah moving sucks but the uh you know the movers come on friday to get all the big stuff like you know this desk that i'm sitting at and beds and dressers and stuff but the for the most part we moved it all um you know just some boxes and stuff like that but uh uh it's always a pain in the butt but you know try to make the best of it but um, what about you? How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It, it uh, I mean, it's a long weekend for me, an extra long weekend because I took Friday off. Oh, and nice. today's President's Day, which my company has off. So it's a four-day weekend for me. So I feel good. I just got back from Pocatello where I visited my daughter and visited Jim Dandy Brewing mm-hmm. and enjoyed some good beers on Friday and Saturday night. I went twice. So that that's always good. And the uh, the weather, it did snow while we were there. It was really cold uh, in Pocatello. Uh, but on, well, we came back yesterday afternoon, and the weather held out, and it was a nice, easy drive home. So that was a bonus. And now, I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow, we're going to get another storm coming through or get some more snow and ice here in mm. Boise. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm, I'm ready for uh, spring. To, yeah, I bet you sprung. are. <laughs> I'm tired of the cold weather. I mean, I can I can handle it for a couple months, but then I'm done, right? I don't like long winters, long cold winters. But I'm doing good because I know that, Chris, you and I are going to be drinking some beer tonight. And that's always fun. But before we get on to that beer drinking, let's go ahead and let everyone new listening to Tap to Craft Podcast know what we're all about. We are an educational podcast where we want to help you the listener along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And uh, you're listening to episode 224. We're recording on Monday, February 20th, 2023. And if and we are live on Facebook. And if you'd like to join us during our recording session, you can do that on the Monday before release uh, at 8.30 Eastern time. And in this episode, we will be discussing our favorite breweries, beginning with the letter J. As well mm. as doing, yeah, J, J Breweries, as well as doing a blind beer tasting number three from our buddy Jeff Seiler, who sent us, who prepared blind tastings for us, our third one. We are one and one in uh, in guessing the, the beer style and actually guessing the beer. And uh, we're also going to do a Minnesota beer tasting from our listener, great listener, Eric Gronley out of Minnesota, and a Wisconsin beer drinking beer drinking uh, tasting segment with uh, with a beer from there from Bill Schlemmer, another great listener. And we will also be giving away our last Frost Buddy and retiring the Frost Buddy sponsorship. And this is going to one of our Patreon supporters. So that will be coming soon in the show, yeah. as well as some great beer conversation from Chris and I. So, Chris, my mouth is dry. I need Mine some beer. Too. Yeah. Mine so let's go ahead. And let's start the first beer tasting for tonight, which is the beer from Jeff Seiler, 
Number three in the blind tasting beers. I'm going to put it in my my cool glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice glass. We'll get to check out and see how... uh, how beer looks in it with that uh, that nice glass well, it depends on you know what's in here because once again <laughs> this is all taped up. If it's if it's and, dark, it may not show up. Well, some will show up though. And because I wore a green hat, so all of my hats are at the new house. This was the only one I had today because well, this is what I wore today while we were moving stuff. And uh, well, this one's green. And for those of you that don't know. This is not just some paper, wallpaper <laughs> picture I have behind here. It's green screen. Well, it's a green because, screen. My, because my hat is green, uh, when I had the green color chosen, my whole face, my hat, everything was nothing but mugs of beer. So I had to flip it over. And that's blue behind me, but everybody else sees the cool cups of beer. So, so we'll have to see how this works because, you know, all the blue color... And this is getting washed out. Oh, yeah. Out. Oh, yeah. This, oh, so if you look at mine, it is blue. It's silver and oh, yeah. blue foil paper. It has this thing that says Lily and Jolly. Wait, does that say? Holly and Jolly? Holly and Jolly. Come on, man. <laughs> Lily and Jolly. <laughs> Merry peace, Christmas. World peace and cheer. Holiday <laughs> cheers. All kinds of cool things on here. And it says, oh, it says cheer. I thought it said beer, but it says cheer. <laughs> You got you got uh, suds on the brain today. I know. I do. Okay. I know. I'm with you. Well, let's open this thing up. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. It is, it is a little darker. It is dark. Okay, so let's go ahead. Ooh. I'll pour this and without drink without spilling it. Pouring this into my stout beer. I have three. Okay, I've got scotch ale on the nose already. Oh wow! I wonder if sniffing the can, just sniffing the can. So, so, so what do you? Th- so, okay, so oh no! Oh, that's was, so cool. I was gonna say without even sipping or smelling or anything, just I was gonna say, well, maybe it's Old Chub, but I don't think Old Chub comes in a big can. Oh, oh, that smells good. Oh, mm-hmm. some nice. Uh, Okay, Toffee, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a, ner- a nerd moment on this because the way I set this <laughs> this logo up, you can see the actual beer. Look and the at head that! The logo too. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with that one. That was cool. Other than what I sent you earlier, um, uh, and that looks really cool. Yeah, I'll look and see if I have some. I did create some. I think that was part of my original design, and I did create ones that I I, I redrew everything with line mm-hmm. art so that I it would have a complete thing. But I need to. I need to verify that it doesn't have the ends clipped off as well. I mean, I could always add them back on from another one. But. <laughs> okay, I'm pouring some more beer. But you're right. Uh, looking at this beer, uh, very much could be a Scotch Ale. It ha- it's a, uh, or it could be, well, I'm smelling it. It smells like a Scotch Ale, too. It smells good. But it's a... Uh, that's brown, brown color. Uh, it's hazy. It's uh, very hazy. You, you can't it's see through it. Translucent. And it's got a nice head. Uh, I'm saying it's a full one finger head. See if I put my finger there. It's a one finger head holding mm-hmm. strong, uh, dense and coarse bubbles. Looks creamy, 
cappuccino coloring. Smelling it, uh, I smell caramel toffee notes. It's got some sweetness in the mm -hmm. nose as well. Smells great. Can we can we drink this now? Yeah, let's drink it. I know I've had it. Yeah. It's got, uh, you know, kind of that creme brulee, uh, brown sugary. That, yeah, that burnt, that burnt, burnt sugar burnt at the sugar. end. Burnt sugar. Uh, the first sip, uh, sense that there's some alcohol in there, but it's not like it's like too bad. But I, I've had this beer too. And I'm trying to, as I was drinking, I'm like, this is so familiar. And I'm, I was trying to uh, to pull out what what I just had because again, this is one I think I might have just had, and I'm again my 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 brain isn't as clear as it once was as a young. Not that I'm old, but my Which, brain is definitely starting to not remember as well. Well, I'm also getting hung up too because the the opening of this container is gold on top, and it has a black pull tab on it. Also, so I'm looking at that going, crap, which, which breweries would have a gold or a gold top? Hmm. Excuse me. It's pretty carbonated too. Yeah. With a black pool tab on it. Um, and of course I always look at the top and the bottom and go, is there any hints or clues? <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah. I try not to cheat, but you're right. You, it is a black, black pool tab, gold top. Uh, great beer, by the way. Uh, I'm st I'm stuck on it being Dirty Bastard from Founders. Oh, I bet you're right. I but bet I've you're never right. had one from the can. You, I, I have. I don't think I've ever had one from the can either. It's always been the bottle. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. I think it could be Dirty Bastard. It's definitely a Scotch ale, right? Do you think if it's, it's a not? If if it's not, then it's got it's it's got to be a Scotch ale. It has okay. uh, it has such a big burnt toffee brown okay, sugar. I want, I want to tear I want to tear the label off of this. That that's what I'm sticking with. But I, I, again, I've never seen them in the cans. But everybody's moving to cans now. Hmm. I can't get it out of my head. I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, I do like this beer though. <laughs> I do like the beer. It's, this is a good beer to start with. Thank you, Jeff, for starting us off with a beer that, uh, that makes me just, uh, yeah, this is, look, I'm already, I got yeah, the whole the can in here about now. Us. I'm almost that's the good part about us doing beer tastings and blind tastings. You know, we get through a 16 ounce can in about six minutes and we're uh, starting the show off on the right foot. I think, uh, I'm just trying to think if they do that in 16 ounce cans or 12 ounce cans. Oh, good, good point. Wow. 
I, I can't think of what else it might be. Like those were the those were the two that stuck in my head: the old chub and and then dirty bastard from Founders. I I, I haven't had old chub for a while. I don't think it's this strong in. I I don't remember it being this strong in the the burnt like the to- burnt toffee or burnt brown sugar flavor. And uh, and that's one of the ones that before we got all these beers, I wanted to do old chub with you on the on the air. I mean, it could be. It's been a while since I had Old Chubb, but I don't remember. It could be Old Chubb. Okay, so we, we, we're we both in agreement that it's going to be a Scotch Ale. Uh, it's going to be a bigger Scotch Ale um, because it's it's got bigger, more flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of, sometimes Scotch Ales can be, uh, you know, a bit lighter. Uh, in in the flavor, but it's got big malty. This is big character. Uh, like I said, when I first took that first sip, I was thinking, okay, I can tell there's some alcohol in here, uh, but not. But again, now I'm drinking it, and and it's it, it blends in so well. Just an initial shock. Well, I don't think it's anything over the top. I mean, no. if I had to if I had to throw a guess at it, I'm probably guessing six to seven ish. Yeah, I was thinking six point eight percent. Yeah, but uh, uh, but with the with the sweetness in there. It kind of makes it like that first initial thing. Maybe it was just the sweetness was caught me off. It was like a little bit sweet. Okay. How are you not itching to tear this thing off of the? I'm ready. Did you already do it? Okay. I didn't do it yet. Uh, let's do. It. Okay. Right. So what? So we're gonna go with Dirty Bastard, right? Yeah, but now that you said the, they do they have it in sixteen ounce I don't know. cans? I don't know. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, again, my brain is so stuck on those two. I can't think of anything else. So let's just go ahead and tear this damn. Let's go, label dirty off. bastard, Scotch Ale. Okay, okay, here we go. And once again, I I cannot, I cannot even. Oh my god, did we miss it? Oh yeah, by a long shot. By a I long... saw, I saw this, and I knew I was wrong. Oh, is this uh, all my gangs? Yeah. Three philosophers. Oh my gosh. Wow, we were off. Quadruple. We were in the wrong country, damn it. Wow, Jeff, you got us. And I forgot how good this beer is. I haven't had this for a while either. And I haven't had it's it in a a, I've only had it in a bottle. I haven't had it in a can. So this was new to me. Wow, great beer. Nice choice, and Jeff. But you know what? For a quad, that's an incredible. It is an incredible quad. I forgot how good this quad is, but it uh, <laughs> it caught us off. I would have thought for sure it was Dirty Bastard. Uh, but this is a really good quad. So any all of our listeners out there, this is from Oma Gang Brewery, Three Philosophers. It says it's a blend of quadruple L and Creek L with cherries and this beer is fantastic clocking in at 9.7 percent it was so. nine so it was a little higher i was thinking seven, 6.8 or, or so but yeah not, wow 9.7 so we're starting off strong that's right and we just sucked half of this beer down mm-hmm. in uh but it says it's a rich and complex this tour de force is a blend of quadruple l and authentic belgian creek it's multi-depth and gentle sweetness enhanced by lively carbonation and a touch of cherry, the perfect beer for a leisurely sipping and quiet cont- contemplation. So, uh, 
listener, go get this beer. Uh, I forgot how great this beer is, and I'm really enjoying it. And we totally got silered. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we totally got silered. He did a good job on this one. I, I, it caught me off, but, uh, but it makes sense too. Look, that's definitely quad character. The, you know, almost every Belgian is got, you know, sediment in there as well. Um, it's super smooth for what do you say nine percent nine point seven so nine point seven I felt the I felt the alcohol in the first sip but you know what my head went numb after that first one and I don't taste it anymore because <laughs> it's, it's almost ten percent <laughs> yeah just make everything numb real fast <laughs> wow I feel hey thank you Jeff for this beer thank you for reminding me how good it is um, because you know what sometimes you just have to revisit old favorites and uh, this is a good one. Yeah, this definitely is. And I'm, I've said this before is the, uh, being able to not see the can because I don't know how many times I go and I look at a, and I see a beer and I go, eh, I've had that before. Let's try something new. I've had this before numerous times. And I'm really glad that we have it now because like you said, being able to revisit some old favorites and not just be swayed by, yeah. Oh yeah, I've had that before. You know, it's, yeah, be- try something different, or well, you know, the other thing too is that the typical well, a quad can be a kind of have a broad window of what it is as well, and so many of the quads come across more, uh, you know, more more boozy because mm-hmm. when they amp it up, it, it takes on that boozy character and uh, not as rich of the brown sugary characters, right? A lot of them will have. Uh, you know, darker, almost like a dark strong ale, but just toned down a little bit, right? It'll it'll have that, uh, you know, some of those lighter, some of that toffee character, but with some, uh, you, you know, with some lighter fig and and flavors in there too. But this one, it it, it threw us off. I always thought for sure when you said dirty bastard, I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. But uh, wow, well, we were wrong. We're wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can right. sip the rest of this half of a beer that we have left uh, and go in to thanking all of our Patreon supporters uh, because this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen, Bill Schlimmer, Amanda and Kevin Argauer, Mark Reedy, Mike Blanchard, Tara Carlson, Jim Kutzel, and Alex Fuchs, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Chad Lamasa, Mark Church, and Eric Gronley, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap to craft. All right, we didn't have any feedback from our last episode, which is okay. But if you want to contact us, uh, you can contact us through email at taptocraft@gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at taptocraft. And of course, feel free to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And we have a website at taptocraft.com. And we have a Linktree site. So if you want to find all of our links, go to linktr.ee slash taptocraft and you'll find links t- to all of our stuff. And I've We've also started a Discord server if you want to go ahead and join our community and chat with other like 
like-minded listeners that love to chat about beer and life and other stuff, you can find our Discord server link at the top of our webpage or on the Linktree site. Okay, Chris, let's continue this conversation because now it is time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. Yeah, well, let's see what everybody's getting into because we're going to start. Where are we starting? Oh, Matt Knight. We're starting with Matt Knight. Yeah, let's start with Matt. Yeah, he's uh, checking into a BA22 Volume 9 by Oscar Blues Brewery. Um, he said, whoa, tart, but crushable. It's dangerous at 9.5%. <laughs> they are, uh, yeah. Four, four cap rating <laughs> for that beer. Uh, Bill Schlemmer also commented on it. He agrees. This one goes down way too easy for mm. 9.5%. Yeah, I kind of know the feeling. Yeah, this on, one. Let me drink yeah. this 9.5% beer. Yeah, no, this one goes down way too easy, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on up our list. Um. Oh, we got tagged in this one. I have to I have to read this one. Um, Matt Knight again is drinking the Kogarashi by Jack's Abbey Craft oh. Loggers. He said, just finished ripping up the carpet in my son's room, rewarded myself with a beer that tastes like Bud Light. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. He continues. Uh, except this one has flavor and actually tastes good. To quote Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Excellent. Uh, four and a quarter caps for that beer. Great movie too. Um, so, so you next, know, hmm. so so Sarah and I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, like during Christmas time. Did you? Yeah, that and Die Hard. Uh, and Die Hard too. Yeah, but we hadn't yeah, yeah. seen it for a long time. And we, you know how when you're trying to find something to watch and you just don't know what you want to do, but you don't want anything too heavy. And we just went through and we saw it. I said, I just clicked. I said, we're watching this. I haven't seen this for like forever and oh man it was uh it's still funny it's oh yeah it's it's, it's a, a good one <laughs> uh, that's a and you know not to uh age drop or anything but that was one that i enjoyed a lot when i was growing up too. so <laughs> um bill schlemmer is drinking a mango cart by golden road brewing he mm-hmm. said it's refreshing better than expected not sweet a good hot weather summer beer i would agree i, I almost bought a six pack of that today at the store um, but four cap rating for that beer and definitely good when it gets a little warmer. Florida Steve is drinking a, an enchanted Island version four, passion fruit, mandarin, cherry, calamansi. Not sure what that is. <laughs> and honey from humble forager brewery. He said, this is a surprise, super fruity, sour, damp drinks like juice from a juice box. Wow. Uh, gave that one a three and three quarter cap rating for that one. Eight Humble Forager is that's uh, it's pretty much smoothies in a can, at least the ones that I've had from them anyway. Um, next on the list, Chris Elliott is drinking a Salamis Off My Back. God, I love beer names by American Solera. He said it's been two years since I've had one, and it's even better than I remember. Cheers. Uh, four and a half cap rating for that one. Uh, from Chris Elliott. Going up a little further, JC is drinking a Wookie Jack by Firestone Walker Brewing Company. He uh, gave this one four caps, but no notes to go along with it, drinking it out of his Rheingeist glass. Um, next on the list, Mr. Jeff Seiler. Oh, speaking of Jeff, let me drink this beer that he's <laughs> 
He's drinking a nerd nectar by Green Man Brewery at the Blue Ridge Beer Hub. It's on draft. Now, that's a beer name I can relate to. This is the best IPA from Green Man, and it's my current go-to hazy, four and a quarter cap rating for the nerd nectar from Mr. Jeff Seiler. Mike Allen's doing a little drinking down at the Taco Mac, the uh, the King Cake by Pipeworks, uh, Double Cup Purple Stuff by Pontoon, Death Ripper Volume 9 by Academia, uh, all sitting at around four caps, except that King Cake at a three and a quarter caps. So not as good as the other ones, but uh, Mike, you got me with the label art on this one, the Schwarz by pontoon brewing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got otters on it, but dressed up like space balls. Pontoon has some really good label art Uh, four and a quarter caps for that beer. Uh, David Martin is drinking a Verano pink lager by prison pals brewing company. That's, that's a hell of a brewery name. Prison Pals. Pals. Yeah, three and three quarter (laughs) caps for that one. And almost, but didn't, missing his check-in streak. Mr. Chad LaMassa is drinking a Fluffernutter Toasty by Crooked Crab Brewing Company. There's another brewery with some pretty awesome label art. Late check-in on my birthday, Eve. Oh. Excuse me. Mm. Peanut butter and marshmallow and some chocolate. This would be great around a campfire, roasting even more marshmallows. Plus, more fun can art. Give you a little toast there, buddy. Five cap rating for that wow. beer from, from Chad. And uh, apparently the goat has been unleashed for 2023, according to Mr. Matt Knight. He's drinking a Genesee Springbok by oh. Genesee Brewing Company, and he... Gave this one four and a quarter caps. That was his notes. The goat <laughs> has been unleashed for 2023. I, the Maybach? What, um, what was the style again? Spring, uh, spring Genesee Springbok. Springbok. So I thought the... Uh, a single. The red single grapefruit Kolsch or whatever one is. That was the goat from 2021. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that is what everybody's drinking. Actually, let me refresh just to okay. make sure. Okay. That's what everybody's drinking, Denny. Well, happy birthday eve to Chad LaMassa. Uh, may you forever be 29. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess men, we don't care if we age, right? No. I no, mean, I don't at care. least I don't. I don't think I don't, Chad I don't does know about everybody else. I, I'd be curious to know what everybody else is drinking out there that uh, that is on with us on, yeah. uh, on our live feed. What's in the glasses, everybody? Uh, it's gave got, us a message. It's got a goat on the on the can art. That's why it's a goat. Yeah, yeah. So leave <laughs> it's us because uh, it's the box. Box all all box have a goat on it. That's the uh, mascot of the of the box brand style. Okay. I mean, if you say so, it is. It is. I'm, Look at any Bach in Germany. It has a goat on it. <laughs> you ever have a? You ever make a comment that you're just so confident about? I'm confident that, even, that a goat is uh, the Bach uh, mascot. That even if you were just so <laughs> full of shit, it just you'd be like, Denny knows what he's talking about. Ah, go look it up. I will. I know what I'm talking about. All okay. right. Well, some great beers, everyone, and uh, and yeah, now we're talking about goats. Uh, but hey, let's stop talking about goats. And yes, let's go in finally after three episodes. Let's go and talk about our Beer Speak 101, 
which is do where we do you, yeah do you know why there's a goat on it why because the t- the uh the word einbach yeah means billy goat in german oh okay okay and that's your educate your beginning of education here at tap the craft <laughs> all right all right <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our Beer Speak 101 is where we briefly define common and not so common beer terminology. This episode, we explain what it means. We talk about brewery size breakdowns. Uh, and this is like nano, micro, macro. And this is requested by one of our great listeners, Mr. Chad Lamasas, whose birthday is tomorrow. I'm like, I, we did I'm this gonna, just for you, Chad. I'm just going to keep reminding you of this. But it really did. But yeah, we I meant to talk about this three episodes ago or four episodes ago. I can't remember, but we kept having shows that kept going a little bit long. We had a couple guests and just didn't make it through. But hey, it's finally here. And uh, let's talk about brewery size. And according to the Brewers Association, there are six distinct craft brewery industry market segments. These are market segments. Uh, there's a microbrewery which is a brewery that produces less than 15,000 barrels per year and sells 75% or more of its beer off-site. That's a microbrewery. Microbreweries can be broken down into subcategories such as a home, which is less than 6.5 barrels per year, a pico, which is less than 500 barrels, a nano, which is 500 to 1,000 barrels. That's the size that I think John is probably still in unless he's amped it up. I forgot to ask John last week or last episode how how much beer he produced last year. But mm. I think he's probably in the nano or maybe he's got over a 1,000 with the micro. I know John, how much beer did you produce last year? We get a text in like <laughs> yeah, two or three weeks. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Today's February 20th. Uh, yep. Yeah, but the micro brew is actually from 1,000 to 15,000 barrels. So maybe he's up to that now that he's – producing a lot of beer and, and distributing and everything. Maybe he's up over a thousand. So that's the uh, microbrewery. Now we have a brew pub. This is another segment. So that's basically the breakdown of the, the brewery sizes that, that I think Chow is looking at, but let's go a little bit further and go into what a brew pub is. A brew pub is a restaurant brewery that sells 25% or more of its beer on site and operates significant food services. Then there's a taproom brewery which is a professional brewery that sells 25% or more of its beer on-site and does not operate food ser- significant food services. Uh, so again, maybe they have a you know food truck that shows up, but they don't have their own kitchen and they're not producing hamburgers and you know a bunch of stuff. They're, maybe they're doing something small, offering you know chips and pretzels or whatever. Uh, then you have the regional brewery. A brewery with an annual beer production between 15K and 6 million barrels. Wow. That's a wide range for uh, for regional. You have a contract brewing company, which is a business that hires another brewery to produce its beer. We talked about that in one of our other Beer Speak 101 segments. And then we have the alternating proprietor. Uh, This is a licensed tenant brewery that physically takes possession of a shared brewery while brewing. So in this case, there's a... There's a brewery, and the brewery can't utilize their brewery equipment full time, and they want to go ahead and they want to, uh, you know, uh, rent. I guess rent out their brewery to have another brewery come in and use their equipment to produce their beers. Their own people bring in their own recipes using the brewery to produce the beers. Maybe storing it on site, maybe removing it to an off-site facility. 
and that's called an alternating proprietor. There's quite a few of those, um, you know, where you don't have enough capital yet raised to have your own brewery brew house, uh, and someone else has a brew house that can't isn't utilizing it all and needs to go ahead and make a little extra money. They can rent out, you know, kind of rent out their uh, equipment to be used. So that, that that happens quite a bit. All right, so that are that that right there is the different sizes of breweries that we have uh, in the U.S. Okay, did you finish your beer, Chris? I finished. No, I was just looking at that, and I'm going. I oh, finished you, mine. I know you're such a <laughs> badass. I know. Okay, well, while Chris nurses the last nurses of his my beer, yeah. <laughs> Three philosophers. Uh-huh. Three philosophers. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that? What beer are you drinking? <laughs> the philosophers. We're going to go ahead and go in the opposite direction of a quadruple. We're going to go, and this is, a, this is a beer tasting from our good friend, Eric Gronley, out of Minnesota. This is the Resin Rapture uh, Imperial Red India Pale Ale. Man, I love uh Red IPAs, Imperial version. Wow, this is going to be special. And this is yeah, from percent special Lupulin Brewing, brewing, brewing. <laughs> Jeff Tyler said, "Great info, Denny." But remember, size doesn't matter. <laughs> You're right; size doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is uh, out of Big Lake, Minnesota. I like this artwork too. It's, I do too. It's. I, I just I like the I like the the background image with that hop in the front. It's really nice. It's kind of viney, yeah, and woodsy. This is but the this, hops. Yeah, this is worked the, in there too. That background image is what I used to do in high school. I used to draw stuff like this, and um, back then I kind of thought maybe I had an artistic, uh, you know, side of me, which I do. I just am not very good at it. But I used to do stuff like this, so it kind of reminds me of stuff that I would draw uh, when I did my art classes in in high school. Okay, so let's talk about this beer a little bit. Well, again, I'm waiting for Chris to finish his. Uh, it's coming. This is a uh, you know what we're we're stepping down ABV a little bit. We don't want to get wasted, swasted on the show, so we're going down from nine point seven to nine percent. <laughs> Oh, this would be a crushable <laughs> one, huh? We're stepping down our uh, beer intake. We don't want to get too wasted. Uh, this is 100 IBUs. And uh, give us a little hint of the rating here. It's 3.83 average rating with over 1,500 ratings on untapped. So this is something to look forward to, some decent rating here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and bust out. I got my IPA B cup. Uh, you know I, what? I've got... One B cup left. What do you? I mean, like total. You need to buy more B cups or what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you go through B cups like crazy. I, I still have all my B cups. I've got uh, eight B cups, and I have some more behind me that I haven't opened yet because. Oh, you just stocked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, I have uh, the funk glasses, which okay. I don't drink enough sour beers to really go through them. But I can open them. You up. don't anymore. No, either. no, I don't. But I use I utilize my IPA glass and my stout glass and my lager glass a lot. I got the lager glass for the the last beer. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and open this. Who doesn't, Brandon? My buddy Brandon said everybody loves a good B cup. Yeah, oh B yeah. cups. I'm 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 all into the B cup. Cups in general, I'm just a big fan of. 
<laughs> All right, we're going to pour this into our glass. And you know that Chris and I really suck at pouring beer, so it's going to have a big head. <laughs> well, you might. Mine's just... Wow, look at you. I'm a professional here, Actually, guys. I'm doing I've pretty good on this one. It a power two. About Underrated. Two. <laughs> yeah. It's got a two-finger hole. Okay, so nice copper red character. Yeah. And this one's definitely not as hazy as the other not one. Not as this hazy. No. Almost, almost clear. There's uh, yeah. a little bit of haze to it. There's, there's probably some frost haze going on there. See how we brought that back? Brandon, Brandon said B-cups are underrated. He goes, oh, my God, I'm going to stop. Don't ever stop, buddy. That's one of my, one of my favorite things about you. Oh, but, uh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's not uh, crystal clear, but you can see some light through it. Uh, it's got an off-white head, coarse Ooh, and, smells good. Coarse and uh, fine bubbles sticking around. Mm-hmm. Two finger head on this sucker. Two fingers. I just showed that. Okay. Ref- refresh that uh, that head on there so I can get a cool picture of it too. Yeah. All right. So it's, let me read what this has to say from the website. It says, get caught up with the rapture as waves of molten hops do battle across your tongue. Rich European malts balance out over four pounds per barrel of Pacific Northwest hops, carrying it you away like on waves of flavor with each sip. Wow. That is really enticing me to want to drink this beer. Ooh, wow. Yeah. No, I just took a nose nice. hit off this. Oh yeah. I'm in resin rapture right away when I smell this this beer. Resin Rapture. If you haven't brewed a beer out there called Resin Rapture, please somebody get on that. No, this is resin rapture. That's what we're drinking. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> You know what? We just need another 9% beer to drink tonight. We only have two. Oh. Well, then I should just chug this one. Yeah, yeah. No, this is Resin Rapture, by the way, Chris. We're drinking Resin mm. Rapture uh, from Lupulin Brewing. And Well, then I can't, I can't give you the credit for just being super crafty with uh, with your no, commentary. Then. No, It smells okay. great. It smells mm. citrus, citrusy. It's like a little lime, bit of, lime citrusy. Yeah, yeah, kind of like limey too. You're right. A little lime, a little citrus, a little resin. A little I can smell pine, some resin yeah. there. A little pine. It's got a little bit of everything. Everything this that you enjoy really good. in a. And I, I do love these red IPAs and Imperial. I don't think I've had an Imperial red. So, Chris, are you ready to take a sip of this thing? Yep. That's nice. That is nice. That is nice because now I might have to take a few sips to get the uh, sweetness of the other beer <laughs> because yeah. I it it, it kind of surprised me because maybe because I still have some of that quadruple uh, uh, sweetness in my mouth and maybe it's acting on that, but. Um, I, I sense a little bit of sweetness in this more than I expected to get. Uh, so maybe it's just extra leftover. So let me take a few more sips and maybe I can get rid of that sweetness. No, there's definitely some sweetness to this one. Uh, I don't think you're, uh, you've got any 
kind of you're lingering right. from your previous there one. Is, yeah, you're right. There is a little sweetness. I just swish it around my mouth to make sure I got all over my every taste bud I have in there. It's got a really nice bitter finish. Um, straight up uh, grapefruit peel rind uh, finish on there. Uh, I like that. I like that finish. It does have some sweetness right in the mid. So it's it's interesting. We take a first, we take a sip, and you get that that uh, citrus and and piney hop character like right in the in the front. Goes into a little bit of sweetness in there. Finishes off with a like a peel, like a grapefruit rind uh, bitterness in the finish. It's a pithy, 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 yes, a pithy, a pithy uh, bitterness. Uh, very enjoyable. Go ahead, Chris. Let me know what you uh, taste in yours. Got to take another sip. Mm-hmm. It is resinous too. The resinous comes across, especially right the in the sides. sides of your mouth as you're drinking, <clears throat> and it really lets you know that wow, there's some bitterness in here. It's uh, which is good. If it's called resin rapture, I want to have some resinous uh, character in there. But well, well, that was the thing that I, as you were kind of motioning with your hands. For mm-hmm. those of you that are on live with us, you can see what we're doing here. Um, but the, it was kind of interesting the way that, yeah, it's still like super bitter on the outside mm-hmm. of my tongue, and then well, I had a a rapture of of resin <laughs> wash over the rest of my palate. That's um, right. And it's still kind of lingering towards the back of my palate too. And it's just, it's just inflicting all kinds of bitterness all over uh, when it comes to this, but it is, it's that, that bitterness, it's kind of resinous, kind of citrus pith, like Mm -hmm. pithy. Yeah. It's definitely grapefruit. Like it's not orange or lemon, but, but definitely grapefruit. Um, and then a little bit of sweetness in there from yeah. what I would assume is a a big big hot, a big uh, malt bill to get to the uh, the uh, imperial nine, side of nine the percent. red IPA. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, great beer, Eric. Uh, thank you for sharing this with us. Uh, I really enjoy this a lot. You know, I guess I should be paying attention to so I can rate this later <laughs> later on in the evening if I don't forget. Oh, but well, uh, the the only doubt, like I was, that was what I was telling you when I was texting with you earlier. Like, we've got all these beers that we that we've got to drink. Thank goodness for uh, for you guys sending us beers to kind of drink on the show. And I and I told Denny, I said I've got all these. I've got a bunch of beer in my fridge, but it's either super big barrel aged things yeah. or the beers that you guys sent out to us that we can't drink unless we're doing it on the show. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going, man, show, is it time to record a show yet? Cause I want to drink some of these beers. <laughs> um, and it, I was admittedly getting a little worried because on the bottom of this can, it's 1024. It says it was brewed 1024 of last year. And I was getting a little nervous it's, about that. It's date. okay. It, it, I don't, it's I don't great. believe it's lost any, any, any of the, I, I mean, if it did, if it did, then the damn. beer must be even better than it is now because <laughs> right? the beer is still fantastic. I don't think yeah. being four months old has done anything 
bad to this. I think this is still a great mm-hmm. beer. Uh, no degradation. Great flavor. Uh, like like we said, we you get the aroma. It's incredible. I mean, the aroma is really nice. And then you take that sip, and you're just like, "Wow!" You're it's 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 a rapture, like Chris said, it's a rapture yeah. of resinous hop goodness in your mouth, and uh, really yeah. enjoyable. And even though there's sweetness in it, oh, as I'm burping, I think I'm drinking these beers too fast. There, it's still not cloying or bad. It's it still Mm-mm. finishes pretty dry, right? You, it's not. You don't have any lingering character at it, it with no. it, and it's not drying my mouth out too much. So, remember when we had that show with uh, Psycho? No, was it Psycho Swamp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So safari, the, the Psycho Tampa Bay Brewing, yeah. Psycho Swamp Safari, and that sucker was like, it was super dry, right? It was like drying out my. Uh, I think that was the one, wasn't it? Was it the one that was like really dry and? And was like, yeah, I think it was. That was that was very West Coast. Yeah, it was West Coast, and it literally mm-hmm. like dried out my entire mouth after I drank it. Still great. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed the beer. This one is more drinkable. <laughs> I believe it or not, this is a beer that I could have one, and then drink another one, and then be on the floor and not even know I was, uh, you know, messed up because nine percent beer. Not too dry where it's drying me out. Not too heavy with those resin with those hop characters that are tearing my gut up. Yeah, and nine percent, and I, I could definitely have a second one and be pretty hurting um, before I know it if I wasn't careful. So yeah, great beer. Really, I, I right now this beer is a four and a half percent, and I might raise it by the. What, what happens is I. I get in my mind what I would rate this beer, and then I think about it when I go to check it in. I may give it a a bump up later on, but this is a four and a half cap for me, even though it's only a three point eight three. What a bunch of losers out there that don't give this beer over four, really. at least over four cap rating. This beer is fantastic. These guys are losers. For rating this below a four. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> well, it's uh, just over 1,500 ratings for the beer, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's got some time. Mm. And, and I hope uh, I hope it it kind of makes its way to that, four, at least a four cap rating. Jeez. It, it's averaging it. at 3.83. That's sad. Come on, Minnesota. Get it together. Yeah. It's... And... As I drink each each sip, I drink, I get even more characters and like layers well, of flavor. Yeah, too. the this beer becomes yeah. As it even warms up more, it becomes even better, and I'm getting some more subtle nuances in almost like some candy like uh, characters in there, right? Some some candied citrus fruity characters as well, and um, really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I I've said enough. This was at least a four and a half cap. Maybe I'll make it a five later on. But four and a half cap rating for me. Let's see what Eric had to say. He says this lived up to my built up idea of what it was. This was one of Lupulin's original beers, but had retired four years ago before he tried it, and they brought it back. 
It's an old school throwback that was rich and malty, solid pine hop, subtle grapefruit. Uh, I hope it held up. This was the beer that made me want to ship it. This was the beer that made me want to ship it out to you. Yeah. Eric, it holds up. It definitely did. I'm glad that Lupulin brought this back. Why would they ever take this beer off of their off their tap list, right? At least bring it back seasonally at, you know, at, at a certain time. Um, it's a great beer. Great beer. Maybe it's too expensive to produce. Maybe that's why they, they got rid of it, but um, great beer. Love it. Thank you. Okay, Chris, let's move on. I, I lost track of the time. We're at an hour or almost, well, 50 minutes. Okay. We're doing okay. Uh, let's give away a frost buddy. Are you ready to give away a frost buddy? As soon as I can find out where my share screen button is. Okay, no problem. So uh, we're giving away our last Frost Buddy, and it's going to one of our 13 Patreon supporters. Thank you, everyone who supports us on Patreon. We appreciate you. And uh, and if you've already won uh, a Frost Buddy, guess what? If you're a Patreon supporter, you might win a second one. And if you want to give it away to someone else, let me know. And we'll spin the wheel again and give it away to someone else if you already have one and don't want to uh, take uh, ownership of a second one. So, Chris, are you ready to spin this wheel? I am. Now, I'll give you fair warning. I don't know how loud this music's going to be. So, <laughs> Okay, I'll plug it's my ears. It's too loud. I, but here we go. Ooh, it's like got some uh, good, like, 8-bit music. Yeah. Oh, Mike Blanchard! It is! It's my buddy, Mike Blanchard. The big winner of the Frost Buddy. There you go. There's our winner of the very last Frost Buddy, (laughs) Mr. Mike Blanchard. Oh, oh, and Mark Church was almost, Mark, you almost almost won that by just a hair. Just a little bit. Well, thank. Right. Well, congratulations, Mike. And uh, I can ship that to you, or I can give it to you in person in July when you come rolling through. But hey, I'll ship it to you. Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, I'll contact you, or if you hear it on the show before I contact you, then contact me and let me know uh, how to ship that to you. Because I, I wasn't planning on making a trip to Oregon anytime soon. But hey, maybe I will. Just to bring you a frost buddy. Go drink. <laughs> I mean that—that's a good reason to travel to Oregon. That's right. To hand deliver a gift to someone. Yeah. Have some beers. Yeah, and and just for our listeners that that might be new, uh, Mike and I served uh, on the USS Georgia together, and we became uh, good friends. And we're still getting together and drinking and and seeing each other when we can. Uh, so that's great. I really appreciate that. Okay, Chris. It is time for the brew buzz. And this week, well, okay, again, anyone that's not familiar with the brew buzz, it is devoted to discussing various brewery topics. This week, we are discussing our favorite breweries, beginning with the letter J. So, Chris, I only have one brewery, and I don't even think it's a surprise to anyone what this brewery would be. I, as soon as you texted me this earlier today, I went, I know which one, I know what Denny's talking about. Oh, but I'll go first. I don't have a lot to say because <clears throat> basically 
Uh, listen to any episode of Tap to Craft and you'll hear what my favorite brewery is. And uh, we did do an interview with them on episode 146. And this is Jim Dandy Brewing out of Pocatello, Cal- or Pocatello California, Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, I have had 72 Good Lord. of their 97 released beers. Yes. And I don't even live in Pocatello. They're 250 miles away from me, and I still have had 72. 75% of the beers <laughs> yeah. that they've put out. <laughs> so that just goes to show you that I'm a big fan of Jim Dandy. And I I I didn't go through and, and find out what my average rating of their beers is, but I'm going to guess my average rating of those 72 beers is probably 4.35. Maybe, maybe higher. Um, I absolutely love the beers that Jim Dandy Brewing puts out. Now, I looked up there. I, I can't see what their average rating on Untapped is for all their beers uh, that have been rated. And their average rating is 3.92. So still, almost a four for 97 beers is saying a lot. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. These guys aren't messing around. And for me, not only is this my favorite J Brewery, it's my favorite Idaho brewery. And to me, they make the best beer in Idaho, and they only serve it in Pocatello, a uh, small town of Pocatello. So uh, if you're driving through Pocatello, you owe it to yourself to stop by and try their beer and grab some takeaways and, and take it back. Uh, so yeah, I, I mentioned that we did interview the owners, Davis and Haley Gove on episode 146. That was the February of 2020 episode. Um, that was exactly almost to the day three yeah. years ago because I mean, they're only, they're only 2,500 miles from me and I've had <laughs> at least three of their beers. <laughs> it's true. I mean, get it together. That's guys. true. That's true. Uh, they are nestled in the heart of the historic iron triangle district, serving fresh award-winning Northwest inspired ales and lagers, 10 rotating handcraft beers on tap with award-winning food truck serving seven days a week. Uh, they actually have uh, one food truck that's there six days a week. And another truck that comes in for Sunday brunch. Um, and they do have great food at that. It's a family-friendly and community-focused brewery inspired to make the highest quality craft beer for you to enjoy. And that is no lie. No lie at all. They did open in July 4th of 2018. And as far as I'm concerned, they do serve the best beer in Idaho. Yeah, if you guys are in Pocatello, you can find them at 305 East Lander Street <laughs> so, in Pocatello. So I, I just got back from Pocatello, and we were driving there, and, and my lovely wife, Sarah, says, hey, I think we should go to Jim Dandy on you know tonight and tomorrow night. And I said, really? I said, yeah, why not? And I was like, all right, and we did. Last couple times we've been down there, we've gone both nights that we've been in town, we've gone to Jim Dandy. And I just love it. I'll go and, and I'll taste the new beers I haven't had. And then I'll come back the next day and I'll drink pints. Like when I say taste, my tastes are 10 ounce pours, which they have. They do have 10 ounce pours. They have, I don't know if they do flights. They might do flights. I can't remember if they do flights. I don't order flights. I just order 10 ounce pours or 16 ounce pours. So I go in and order 10 ounce pours of everything new. This time there was three beers that I hadn't had before. 
And then I come back the next day and I order pints. So uh, there was three beers I didn't have. Um, I came back the next day. There was one beer that I had two pints of. And then I had two other pints of stuff as well. Uh, and I'll talk about that beer in our new and noteworthy. But, um, but yeah, they make some great beer of all kinds of styles. Uh, and that, that's, that's my favorite Jay Brewery. All right, Chris. I've talked enough about mine. How about your favorite Jay Breweries? So my favorite Jay Brewery has got to be Jackie O's out of Athens, Ohio. Now, I have not had nearly as many of their beers <laughs> as Denny has had from uh, Jim Dandy. Uh, I've got a... He and I are at about a one to three ratio when it comes to the beers that I've had compared to his... 28 beers from Jackie O's. Now, this brewery has a overall rating of 4.04 caps. Oh, nice. Uh, with a total of 343 wow. beers yeah, released. They've been around That's for a lot, lot longer. Yeah, and they, they've been around since 2005. And they've uh, says that they've they've evolved over the years to include an experimental brew, t- brew, mm-hmm, experimental brew pub public house restaurant, production brewery and tap room, bake shop, and the Barrel Ridge Farm, all of which are located in Athens, Ohio, in uh, the southeast corner, in southeastern Ohio. Uh, Jackie O's specializes in brewing techniques that revive traditional methods and also incorporate contemporary elements and influences, and they strive to brew one of the most diverse beer portfolios in the country with a detailed and unique focus on barrel and wood-aged beers, wild ales, and blending. Funny enough, I was in a beer shop down the street from us called Winthrop Liquors, which is 15 minutes from my house. They had Jackie O's uh, in their cooler and if I didn't already have a cooler full of <laughs> barrel-aged nonsense, I would have totally picked it up because, well, everything I've ever, mostly everything I've ever had from them has just been fantastic. So um, if you're in the uh, central or southeastern Ohio area, go out and check out Jackie O's too. Now, I had a, another notable J Brewery, which is here in Florida, that I've only had 10 beers from um, called J Wakefield Brewing. Mm-hmm. And this is a brewery that you can, if you haven't heard of them, uh, they I, I see a lot of their beers being traded kind of secondhand, at least around here or um, in neighboring states. But uh, a a brewery that I would love to visit, I mm. uh, just haven't had the chance to yet. But ten whole beers from from those guys. <laughs> And one Denny that I, I didn't think of until I did a little bit of searching, Jester King. Yeah. Out of Austin, Texas. Now my number is a little lower on these guys too. One. Yeah. Me, yeah, I think I've had one had or one. two. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really I, these guys are I didn't look this up, but from what I've seen too, they are more on the wild mm-hmm. ales, mm-hmm. uh, barrel age kind of stuff. And me personally, I'm not a huge fan of the wild ales. Um, and this, and when they are making these wild ales and barrel aged beers, they do tend to get a little expensive very quickly. So I've only had one beer from them. 
and I believe it was at a beer festival. Uh, so I didn't have to pay for the whole thing. It was just, hey, I'm going to try it. Let's give it a <laughs> let's give it a whirl. Yeah. So. so it's interesting because my Jackie O's would be my runner up. The problem is, is I just haven't had a lot of Jackie O's. I get it when people send them to me or when I visit mm-hmm. Ohio. And so that's when I've had Jackie O's and I've enjoyed the ones I've had, but I, but nothing, I mean, what, I, you know, three or four beers, hard to call that, uh, uh, my, you know, noteworthy, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it as a noteworthy as well. And Jester King, when I was really into the wild ales and I still am, I love, Oh, excuse me. I got some <laughs> resin rapture coming up. I do enjoy wild ales, but, I I just find myself unable to handle a lot of the sour, you know, ales. They just don't agree with my gut. So I have to be very careful on how many I drink. Yeah. But Jester King is, of course, another one. I, I've had a couple of their beers, and I have enjoyed the ones I had. But, again, we have limited amount that come into the area, and a lot of them are sour or, you know, the ones I'm worried about getting and not being able to drink. I still have a couple sours in my, in my beer fridge. That I've held on for a few years because like one's from Belching Beaver, believe it or not, they have this peach, wow. this peach sour. And I just am so scared to drink it. I haven't opened it in like three years. It was like one of their anniversary beers. So you need me to come help you drink it. <laughs> yeah, I need it you is? to come help me drink it. All right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I agree. Jackie O's and Jester King would be my noteworthy or my, my other notable breweries as well for Jay. And even um, Jolly Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, that was another yeah, one. Yeah, I've had, <clears throat> I've had quite a few Jolly Pumpkin beers early on, like back in the uh, mid 2000 range. Uh, but again, these are very acidic, sour yep. beers that back then I could drink. Now, uh, my system just can't handle them, so I I don't drink them. But they also do some really good, you know, wild sour sour ales as well. So that that would be another one I'd I'd add into the uh, the noteworthy. Well, I should have went with them over uh, Jester King. I've had three Jolly Pumpkin. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there out, yeah, out of Dexter, Michigan. Yeah, I have a few other bottles here in my right up in this area, but they're buried behind other ones. But yeah, yeah, Jolly Pumpkin does now. The problem with Jolly Pumpkin, now maybe they've changed over the years, but one thing is they were very acidic, right? They they didn't do the the kettle kettle souring stuff, right? They did the real adding those bugs into the beer. And those beers were like really acidic and sou- soured, yeah. right? They're strong. Um you you have to have the the stamina to be able to handle a, and they were serving those things in 25 ounce bottles too, right? That's oh a lot gosh. of beer I, to drink. <laughs> I, I'm it's giving, it's giving me indigestion. Just thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, that is our brew buzz for this episode. All right, Chris, we're doing great on time. It's our new, we're not doing great on beer though. I'm st- well, I've got this much left. Uh, so you have until I finish my new and noteworthy to finish so we can finish this last beer. Can you do okay. it? I can. Okay. All right. It's time for our new and noteworthy beers. And sadly, 
enough. Chris didn't drink any beer. I had zero. <laughs> I had plenty of beer. I, well, I don't know if I had plenty of beer. Um, but it's all been repeats. It's so been repeats. No new and no new and ner- new <laughs> and noteworthy wow. beers for me. I'm glad that our listeners really enjoy making us slur our words by providing us with these big beers. Hey, more power to you. You want? Hey, you want to see Chris and I get swasted on air? Send us beer. We'll do it. That's a great idea, Danny. Yeah, send us send us big beers. We'll we'll drink them while we're uh, trying to record the show and um, see what kind of shenanigans we can get into. Oh, okay. So let me go ahead and do my new and worthy. And I drank a lot of beer. And actually, before I get into my new and noteworthy, I did mention in the last episode that um, the second annual Dark Beer Festival was held at my house uh, last weekend. And it was a good turnout, and we didn't drink as much beer as I had available because it's big beer. And I had a big crowd, and we we're trying to serve up, you know, enough for everyone. And but, and I still have some beers left I need to drink. But we did have some great beers uh, that I won't talk about necessarily on this new Norway. But um, it was a good turnout, and just want to let everyone know that hey, I I can put on a pretty decent beer festival for free free entry <laughs> free entry yeah just make your way to boise idaho yes, yes. and then, just find me know, send denny a message find me okay all right for 20 bucks i'll give you some address uh, <laughs> all right so the first beer this is one of the ones i did not serve at the beer festival this is from distill brewery and this is their Dovidania Bourbon Barrel 2022 Russian Imperial Stout. Come on, say it right. Putin's listening. It's Dosvidanya. Dosvidanya. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> um, and this is a Russian Imperial Stout. Everyone knows how much I love Russian Imperial Stout. They're so good. Uh, this is a beer, one of two beers that I got for Valentine's Day from my lovely wife, Sarah. She got me two beers. And guess what? They're both on the new Norway. And they're both from the same. Oh, thing. that's a nice Valentine's yes. Day gift. Uh, and one I shared with the whole group and one I drank by myself on Valentine's Day. This is the Valentine's Day beer I drank. And this is, she gave it to me early because she's wanted me to be able to enjoy the beers before Valentine's Day. But I drank this one on Valentine's Day. And it says, another Valentine's Day beer for my wife, 14.6% ABV. So I think she's trying to take advantage of me. Aroma of chocolate and bourbon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Flavor has initial chocolate and bourbon followed by vanilla and molasses. Not too boozy. Just right mouthfeel and body too. Five out of five cap rating. This beer is incredible, and I loved it, and I gave it a five-cap rating. Okay, next beer. Let me drill down till I find it. It is Distill Brewery Davis. How do you say it again? Dosvidanya. Dosvidanya Rye Barrel 2022 Russian Imperial Stout. And this one I did share with my friends at the second annual Dark Beer Festival at the Loose Household. Aroma is amazing. Light whiskey over chocolate. Asking for you to take a sip. 
rye whiskey spiciness mixed with chocolate, rich in layered flavors. For 13.6%, this beer does not have the heat, only the slight sense of alcohol, and it was an early V-Day gift from my wife. Five out of five cap rating. Two five-cap rating beers from the same batch, but aged in different barrels. Uh, now, these beers aren't cheap, right? I think these are like $10 a 16-ounce can, but well worth it. And because it was a gift, I can't complain because my wife loves me, and she uh, hooked me up with some— She did good. Yeah, with some good beer. So if you guys can get these distilled uh, beers in your area, grab them before they're gone because they're fantastic. Okay. And the last beer I'll talk about because I don't want to carry on too long is from Jim Dandy Brewing. I had to have one Jim Dandy beer on here. This is their Snowbird. It's a uh, wheat pale ale with Centennial and Citra hops. And it is incredible. I had a 10-ounce pour on the first day and two 16-ounce pours the second day. That If that tells you anything, it tells you this beer was fantastic if I had two pints the next day. Oh, yeah. Orange jelly candy on the nose. Flavor is candied orange and peaches. Mm. Easy drinking and delicious. 4.5 cap rating. Um, yeah. That pretty much summarizes it. It's uh, it's a beer that is uh, fantastic, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, well, you know what? Let me take my last sip of beer before we get into the. Oh, I beat you this time. <laughs> awesome. I was talking. I can't talk and drink at the same time. No, see, I don't want your excuses loose. Drink your beer. <clears throat> okay, it's done. You realize when when I finally get out there to to Idaho, <laughs> you and I are probably getting in trouble, right? Like Sarah's probably going to yell at both. No, of us. she will never yell at us. She mm, is so okay. good, and she just puts up with me and my friends. All right, trust me. You've been with her before. She doesn't get upset. I know. She loves. I know, but that was like the first time I ever met her, and you know, the, her and Tina are going to yell at me. No, no, we'll be good. Don't I mean, worry. I just have this feeling. Don't worry. Okay, Chris. Now it's time for our beer tasting from our other great listener, Bill Schlemmer, out of Wisconsin. He provides a bunch of beers, which we're going to be drinking those heavily in the upcoming shows because I've been saving those mm -hmm. bottles for special. I don't want to – these we'll probably try to do like one per show. So it might last – we have beers to drink for like months, right? Another, yeah, another <laughs> three, maybe four shows yeah. depending on – Depending on how uh, rough, because <laughs> this works, that's yeah. great, because we're getting into a dog. Oh, look, yeah. it's a blue. It's a blue, yeah. So it's Great yeah, Dane, it's a blue label, so. Oktoberfest. This is Great Dane Brewing and Pub out of Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, this is actually a Great American Beer Fest medal winner. I think it went a gold one year and bronze this year. So let's go I'm ahead. currently looking at their uh, merchandise. You know, it's dog related. Yeah, let's see what this looks yeah, like. I forgot. I I don't know if I poured the last one in front of the camera, so I'll do this time because I want to make sure people see us pour. Go go go! This go, nice. Go. Oh, it's going. It's going. Amber colored Oktoberfest. 
Ooh, so they oh, get clearer every time we now, go. Now, uh, now look, I poured mine so good I have zero <laughs> head on it. That means you didn't pour it good at all. <laughs> okay, let me everybody pour a, shame. Let me pour it back Mr. into the I can with no head. Let me pour it back in the can. Pour it back into the can. What kind of <laughs> nonsense are you talking about? Oh well, I don't even know you. I tried. I tried. Well. Oh my gosh, I, what is happening? I tried too hard not to get a big head and look, I didn't get a head at all. But so I can't look, talk to the head. My my glass has head. Yeah, on it. look, look at it's, you. It's perfect right where it's supposed to be. That's a that's a great job on setting that glass up to be able to show off beer. <laughs> I love that. I listen, I I I got this it showed up at the house and I just had a moment. I went, "Oh my gosh, it's clear in all the right places." All right. Mm. So, uh, what this is a uh, again Great Dane Pub and Brewing out of Madison, Wisconsin. This is a five point eight percent ABV. This gets an average of three point six four caps with over two thousand ratings on Untapped. One of our f- most decorated beers, including a twenty twenty two bronze at the Great American Beer Festival. A medium bodied lager. It is copper in color and characterized by malty sweetness, accompanied by. Uh, toasted malt aroma and flavor. The malts are Bark Pills, Munich, Carapils, Caramel, and Crystal, and the hops are Holotow. Now, I'm a big fan of Holotow hops. Oh, man, my oh, my nose is getting stuffed up from all the beer. Oh my goodness! I don't think it's the I don't <laughs> think it's the beer that does that. What does it then? I, but I'm I'm a dog trainer. I'm not a doctor, so I, you know. I feel like I'm getting stuffed up as I'm drinking. Oh, it smells great though. It does smell good. Wow, there is a bunch of malt character in this aroma. I can't pinpoint one thing. I would say I'm having trouble smelling, but. It wow, I'm I'm man, I'm having trouble pulling out one flavor. There's a lot of smells in here. There's well, it's because you don't have any head on your beer. Yeah, there's cereal character, like cracker, like cracker, cracker malt cereal. Would you call me? <laughs> you cracker malt, <laughs> cracker malt. It's got like a corny, again, I know there's no corn in here, but it almost has like a corny aroma too in there. Again, just what I'm smelling. There's a lot. No, it's definitely crackery. Graham cracker, I guess. Maybe it's not corn. Graham cracker. It's graham cracker. I have to drink it first. The graham cracker kind of gives me the hint of like cream corn, but I think it's graham crackers what I'm smelling. It smells good though. Man, it really, really smells good. It does. What's the head look like? Well, is it white? If you would have, if you would have poured it. <laughs> uh, oh, it is white. Appropriately. Yeah. It's off white. It's, it's a little off white. You know, we're, we're shooting in HD here. We're, you know, 4k really. If you, wow. Particular. 4K. Okay, I'm saying gra- I, I've changed my. So I'm going to characterize this as graham cracker. What do you think? What do you smell? Graham cracker, or you smell something different? I keep sticking my nose in it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to smell it. And then it's there's a there there is a there's definitely some graininess. Yeah, in, grainy, it in there. Yeah, it definitely smells getting, grainy. 
I know that I see that corn flavor that you're yeah. or that smell like yeah. corn smell yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, it it, it kind of reminds me of corn, but then I start like But it's like bread crust. Like bread crust, yeah. Bread crust or graham cracker. Come on, it's like graham cracker too, right? I'm not I'm not mean you. You don't get one. the graham cracker? No. It's not sweet enough smelling. I Okay. We differ on that. I'm saying graham cracker, bread crust, character. But it smells great. I, I mean, come on. The aroma will win an award alone, I think. I don't know. I don't know about the rest of our listeners, but I don't know if you guys have beers where you will just sit and smell them as you drink them like you you have to take a few sniffs of it first and then have a few drinks. It's yeah. This is one of those beers that I want to smell it as I'm drinking it. Yeah. No, no, it smells good though. It's, it's welcoming. It's, uh, it's, it's like, I want to sit by, I like, I want to sit by the fireplace and, <laughs> and sip this. Okay. Let, or by a campfire. Let's take a sip, Chris. It's, it tastes like it smells. It does. In a very good way. Wow. In a very good way. This, this is really good. And I love Martins. I love Oktoberfest beers. Um, this has got incredible malt flavor. And what tends to ruin Oktoberfest and Martins for me is when they put too much bitterness in it. And this is bittered perfectly where it's, it mellows out the sweetness without giving too much bitterness to take you away from the malt character. And yeah. uh, this is fantastic. I really uh, enjoy this beer. And uh, it said it's a copper, it's kind of copper character. I'm saying amber a dark amber copper character. Um, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love this beer. This is like, this is, this is a really good Oktoberfest. Super drinkable, not too heavy, not too sweet, not too bitter, well-balanced, good flavor. Okay, Chris, I've said enough. What about you? I don't want to, are you enjoying this or is this just okay for no, you? No, I am. And I, <clears throat> All the, all the, usually you don't get a beer that tastes like it smells, right? We, we mentioned the, it almost has that corn smell to it. Mm -hmm. And I see what you mean by the creamed corn. I'm still not giving you a graham cracker on this one, but the graham, it, the graham it, cracker doesn't follow through in the flavor. Um, if I were to add an, an additional flavor character, I'd say, um, I I get a little tea character in here as well. Maybe some great Earl tea. That I'd give you. I, I get a little bit of great Earl tea, um, and and maybe it's the mixture of the hops with the the malt character it gives me that feeling of uh, of of Earl Grey. I don't mind tea flavors in my beer. No, I don't either. But I'm enjoying this. Um. If I were to rate this right now, 
I've had a lot of Oktoberfest beers, <laughs> so it makes it hard for me to uh, to rate this a- among all the Oktoberfests I've had. Um, I'm going to say for me a 4.25. Uh, this is an Oktoberfest that if you ha- gave this to me in a liter glass, I'd drink three liters of it. Um, for me, easy drinking, uh, not heavy, no off like flavors that are any kind of character that would make it where it wasn't easy to drink. And, and I probably get wasted off of this beer. It's only, yeah, it's only 5.8%. Five point. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I could, <clears throat> and, and trust me, my buddy Corey and I have gone to Oktoberfest with leader mugs and drank three to four of those on empty stomach and regretted it. Uh, this would be one of those beers that would be in that leader and I wouldn't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the label on it too. And I'm going to hold it up to the screen, but all everything in blue is going to wash out in the back. But um, I love the label on it too, just because it's got that that woodsy scene. There's there's the horses with the the dogs chasing the deer, so it's kind of a hunting scene on it too. Um, oh, that's true. I didn't oh, it's see basically that. just yeah. a mirror image on it. So. Um, but it's super simple, but it, it, it really, it really works out as a, a very, even all the words are in blue. Um, <laughs> but for what it is, there's, there's a feeling that kind of goes along when we start getting into Oktoberfest beers, even here in Florida, uh-huh. um, where you get into that, you, you start feeling that fall, you start getting a little bit of crispness in the air. You get to, you know, you start to see the leaves falling. Yeah everybody's wearing their hoodies and jeans and like, you know, sitting by the bonfire kind of thing. And this is one of those beers that I would grab to sit by a bonfire. Yeah. If, you know, it wasn't 85 <laughs> degrees in the middle of October here. Um, but yeah, really good. A lot of wonderful flavors in it, just flavors and aromas too. Um, in the flavor, Denny, I would give you graham cracker, a little sweet mm. grain but still not on the smell. I'm still getting a lot more of the, uh, that kind of corn bread crust, bread crust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. smell on it, yeah. but uh, man, I love this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that we got to try it, uh, from a brewery I never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited cause it's dog related. It's I'm dog looking related. at their t-shirts right now going, I should get one. And, I have to admit, when I was a kid, I did. I read. Uh, I I read some books on, you know, some fiction books on with Great Danes in it because Great Danes is a powerful dog, you know. And mm-hmm. and the book was called. I don't know if the book is called Thor, but the dog's name was Thor, which is a name that a Great Dane would have is Thor. Uh, so funny I, enough, I trained a Thor <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and he was 180 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So he was gigantic. So yeah. So. I, I do have a little connection with this and man, what a great beer. And, and regardless of whether or not Chris and I agree on stuff, we agree it's a great beer and mm-hmm. I love the flavors in this and man, it's a perfect Oktoberfest. I'm like I said, I, I, I'll give my final rating when I rate it on untapped, but uh, it's at least a four and a quarter. Again, I'm shocked that this is a 3.64 beer with, 2000 ratings uh this beer is fantastic there's nothing wrong with this beer 
people are just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're just picking on everybody. I'm picking today. on them because awesome. how can somebody diss a beer? For one thing, they won a bronze medal in Oktoberfest this year, and I think they won a gold medal the year before or two years before. So come on, these are these guys know how to brew some damn good Oktoberfest. Okay, Denny, here here you go. Okay, and this is why you guys need to watch us on the, uh, <laughs> on online. That's Thor. That dog is bigger than Tina. That dog is huge. He was the one and only dog that would not fit in our kennels. He had to stay, he had to stay in one of our like one of our like appointment rooms, like our consultation so, rooms. So what kind of dog is it? He's a great dane. But I've never seen a great dane that's that's yellow. He's he is gigantic. Is he a lab great dane mix? Nope. <laughs> no. <clears throat> He's full blood great dane. Yep. A yellow yep. great dane. Wow. He was just absolutely a gigantic dog. Uh, here's another one. He's sitting down. Oh, he looks like, so he's yeah, he's wonderful. <laughs> and he was such a sweet dog. He looks sweet. He really was. He does look sweet. Oh wow. I mean, just a huge dog. And and it would they ref, it was referred they referred to us from um a vet that or the vet that I use. And it's just the dog showed up and I went, I, I don't know where I'm going to put him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like our kennels are four feet by five feet. And, and he got in there and the beds just weren't big enough. Yeah, I, I mean, like I didn't know where it was, but we had to, we had to make him his own special room in like one of our rooms where we sit down and talk with clients. Mm. And so he, you know, he got, Got some VIP treatment just because he was gigantic. All right, Chris. Well, uh, well, for one thing, thank you, Bill. Uh, great beer. We really appreciate you providing that to us. Um, thank you. Uh, but now it's time to go ahead and raise a glass to some people we like to raise a glass to tonight. So, Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? I would love to raise a glass to Mr. Chad Lamasa, who will be celebrating his 52nd birthday oh, tomorrow. young pup. Cheers yeah, to you, Chad. Born in, <laughs> uh, born in 1971. <laughs> Chad, happy birthday, sir. Thank you for everything that you do yeah. with the show. It's always great to chat with you, whether it's about beer, whether it's about dogs. Um, you know, Cheers to you, buddy. Hope you have an awesome birthday cheers. tomorrow. Happy birthday. Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to this evening? All right. First of all, I'm raising my glass to Patreon Toast tonight. Goes to my buddy Tom Byrne here locally in the area. Tom, you know what? We missed. I had COVID a year ago when we were supposed to get together to have drink beers. Uh, A year's gone by and we haven't got together to have beers. So, Tom, come have beers with me. Uh, Maybe we'll be on the next episode if you want. I'll let you know. But cheers to you, Tom. Thank you for your support. And Chris, my glass is raised to you. Thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, I know you got a lot of stuff going on in your life, and I'm just so happy you are able to uh, slight, you know, break away a couple hours for us to get together and chat. And uh, this is this is cheaper than a therapist, Danny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so so cheers to you, and Thank and you. of course, happy birthday to Chad. 
And of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass, and I want to thank all those who are currently serving or, or who have served in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms, allowing Chris and I to come on and talk about beer. Thank you for your service, and please come home to your families soon. And Chris, for the last time, because last time. because we gave away the last Frost Buddy, would you please raise a glass to our sponsor? So the folks over at Frost Buddy, they specialize in cooling containers for your beverage of choice. Frost Buddy has the Universal Buddy 2.0, which mine's packed away and probably at the other house, <laughs> which is the world's first universal can cooler for 12-ounce cans, slim cans, bottles, and even 16-ounce cans. Frost Buddy also has the world's first universal wine cooler, 24-ounce stainless steel mugs, and even stainless steel dog bowls. Go visit their website at frostbuddy.com. Dot com. All right. And you can find the beers uh, on the show notes located on the show post at tappedcraft.com. If you're going to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Well, you can find me on Elon Musk's favorite platform, <laughs> uh, at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or uh, on untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. But guys, you can always interact with us on everything social at Tap the Craft. Don't forget to subscribe and share. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. 